Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Julia Bond. Julia bowled collegiately at Nebraska. She has three PWBA regional titles. And once we get back out on tour, this will be her second full year competing out there. So, Julia, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Clemkin here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, so we have to begin. Last year was your first year on the PWBA tour after graduating and bowling in college. How do you feel that transition went for you, and what were some of your biggest takeaways? I think for me, my transition was maybe a little bit different going from college to my first year because I did end up um, having to go a fifth year in college, and so I used up all my eligibility in my first four. And so that fifth year was more me being a full-time student and not being a student athlete. So I had to do a lot of things on my own. I didn't have the athletic department or, you know, the benefit of the team and uh, scheduled practices. So a lot of that fell on on my own shoulders. And so while I was in Nebraska, I tried to find as many tournaments as I could do. And I ended up getting a part-time job at Sun Valley Lane. And um, I was able to practice there. You know, John Lafito was very, very kind to me and let me practice whenever I want. And so I think it wasn't as smooth as a transition. I had to kind of be realistic. I wasn't in that quite competitive mode as I would have, you know, preferred to be, you know, going from, you know, bowling college to the first year. So I had, you know, to be realistic with myself. But I think overall, um, the things that I worked on and the results that I got, I think it went um, pretty well for my first year. And just recently, now you captured your third uh, PWBA regional title. Uh, it, was that the last tournament that you bowled? Yes, that was the last tournament. And tell us about that. What was it like to win your third regional? Was it now that you've won three? Is it just kind of is it kind of old hat now? You just expect to win with everyone you bowl, or is it, was it still pretty exciting? <laughs> uh, no, it it was um, it was really exciting. Um, you know, it was in Iowa, so it wasn't too far from home, so I didn't have all these big travel arrangements. So I think it was. Um, I was very calm. You know, everything went, you know, according to plan, getting there and all that. So that was good. And then bowling it, I had um, I had some friends there, so it wasn't, um, you know, it was nice to see a lot of locals from um, Iowa out there, but I still had a lot of girls that who bowl the other tour stops there, so it was nice to kind of have that camaraderie and, you know, be able to kind of go about it as I would any other um, regular PWA tour stop. Um, and my parents were there, which was really nice. It's always nice to have the folks there to support you. But... Um, I was really excited. I think it went really well. The first, um, the first two games, I struggled a little bit. I think I had a 190 the first game, which was fine. I had a 160. I kind of lost my look after that first game, and I wasn't quite sure where I needed to be. But then I noticed that the pace was starting to go up, so I realized that I kind of had to make some quick decisions. And so mm. one of my friends that was there, Elise Colton, she was bowling it, and she had her boyfriend, Nate Garcia, 
uh, with her. And so I didn't want to bother Elise too much because she was, you know, in the zone. So I asked Nate, you know, what, um, you know, uh, what ball was Elise throwing, kind of what part of the lane she was playing. And so he was able to kind of decide and kind of pick a, pick a ball that was kind of close to what she was throwing. And so the third game I shot a, a 279, I believe. And then I was back on pace with everybody else. And so I think at some point I went from 28th place at some point, and then I ended up quali- uh, qualifying for the step ladder in, in fourth place, I believe. So I had, I had mm. a lot of work that I, <laughs> that I needed to do. But, and again, we got to the number. That was the important part. And then so then the thing was, this, this was being my, uh, my third regional. Um, this was the first time that I, I entered the step ladder not as the top seed. This is the first time mm. I had to, to climb the ladder in the regional. So that was a little bit different. It was a little bit more nerve-wracking. You know, my first game I played, uh, I was against Joey Gollick. You know, she's a superstar. Mm-hmm. She's a really tough competitor. And we both seemed to mm-hmm. kind of struggle a little bit to kind of figure out what the lanes were. You know, I think it, that match was definitely a lot about just making good shots and bear shooting. Mm-hmm. So, again, really good match. Joey's a great competitor. We got through that one. And then I played Kayla Crawford after that. Um, you know, she just got out of college. This year is going to be her first year doing the PWBA tour. So this was, a, you know, Kayla's super competitive. So this was kind of her, you know, getting her feet wet in this type of environment. So I knew that she, you know, mentally she was really in it. Um, same deal. It was kind of more about, you know, making good shots, fair shooting, get through that match. And then I played, and I feel so bad that I can't remember her name, but she both from Mount Mercy, and she's a freshman, and, you know, she was the top seed. Super great competitor. Mm. You know, she was a sweet, sweet girl, and again, I think, um, again, she was super competitive. She made a really good shot, so I think at the end of the day, it kind of came having a little bit more experience than she did, you know, this being my third regional, this one, I think, being her first. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when it was all, you know, said and done, I that I think that one felt a little bit more more special to me. I think just because I did qualify in fourth and I wasn't the top seed, I had to go through quite a few matches instead of just bowling one. So I think that uh for that one to be my last one and my third win, I think was really cool for me. Yeah, so looking at that tournament, that was the end of February, first first couple of days in March there. How are you staying bowling fit or what are you doing? As uh, as like everyone, pretty much leagues are shut down, tournaments are shut down. As we await uh, as await the all clear to get back out there on the lanes. I think the biggest thing that I've been doing has been trying to do a lot of like visualization drills. Um, I have a lot of phone uh, videos on my phone about at, at certain angles that are me bowling. And so something that we talked about at Team USA camp last year that I thought really sucked is that we talked about that type of visualization where you're watching. You're watching a video of yourself, but you're also going through the motions with it, if that kind of makes sense. And so I'll have a video where it's um, the angle is from behind me, and, like, either I'll have a ball in my hand or not. It doesn't really matter. But as I'm walking through my approach um, in the video, I'm also going through it myself. So it's nice to kind of go through that pace, but also see that relief at the same time. So it kind of mirrors that visualization, but you're also seeing it too. Does that make sense? 
And so, again, I think visualization has been the biggest thing for me. I recently bought a tool. I haven't had the chance to use it. I'm really excited to. It's um, called the Orb. And so a lot of a lot of other people use it. Cindy Brummett has one. Stephanie Johnson has one. And it's basically a tool that kind of helps with your uh, with your hand position. And so you can throw it at hopefully an object that's, you know, pretty sturdy enough. You know, I live at home with my parents right now, so I want to be very respectful <laughs> of their space in their home, and I don't want to damage it. So if you're outside or if you have, like, a sturdy surface, it's something that you can throw, uh, throw at. And then, if, you know, if you're really hopefully comes back at you. Has there has there and, been any indication as far as when the PWBA tour will will be kind of kicking off? Have they have they made any mention of any of that? Uh, no, not uh, not yet. Unfortunately, I think they're being very uh, precautious and they're very concerned with everyone's safety. And so mm-hmm. um, we've talked about it amongst ourselves, but so far there isn't really. Um, a projected date that PWBA has officially stated. Julia, do you have any insight regarding when you're going to get started back up again on the PWBA tour? I mean, my guess is they have to give you athletes some time to to prepare and train and such and practice because everyone's been off the lanes for some time now, and and uh, it just seems like it's not going to be, I, I would guess, and venture to say almost any time in the near future because I would think, uh, again, they need to give you ladies some time to get out on the lanes and practice. Right, exactly. And so, again, we've talked it amongst ourselves as players, and so we were thinking that whenever whenever all this gets, um, you know, figured out and they have maybe some dates in mind, we were thinking that it would be maybe four or six weeks from that date that we would maybe see the the tour release their schedule again, but that's just all speculation. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're all not 100% sure about what's going on. Now, if we kind of shift a little bit, talk about collegiate bowling. Um, I think collegiate bowling, it's probably safe to say, is pretty important to you. If you look on your Facebook page, you've, you've still got the, the picture from when you won the national championship there as your, as your profile pick. So w- what did it mean to you to become a, a national champion in, in college? Um, for me, it was very special. Um, when I was deciding about where I even want to go to college, that was, that was at the forefront of my thought that was at the time um, one of my biggest criteria is um, where, where can I go that gives me the greatest chance at winning a national title. And so when I made my visit, you know, it was important to me about how, you know, the education and getting along with the girls, but in the back of my head, I was still thinking, you know, you know, can, can I win a national championship here? And so the fact that we did it, um, you know, my freshman year was, you know, astounding, and I was so proud of that team and, you know, Coach uh, Coach Drive and Coach Bumpa and all that. So I, I look back on it fondly. You know, I think about it. I still look at my photos and my videos, and that was a really great time, you know, especially to be a freshman and to have that type of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And now you're able to still compete out there as being a part of uh, Team USA that keeps that team bowling for you, that, that atmosphere that you, you, you had in college, what are those experiences like? And, and, um, and what have some of the, your more memorable moments been on uh, team USA? Um, for me, yeah, definitely having that team aspect is really important. And kind of what they tell you when you go into college bowling is that 
um, you know, you kind of feel, I don't want to say like bottom of the totem pole, but you have to, you have to work really hard and it's kind of being in this new environment where everybody, you know, the skill level just went up. And so I feel like mm-hmm. Team USA is, what is the same? You know, you have a lot of fabulous women on that team. Therefore, I think maybe going on 20, 20 years now. And so I've been fortunate enough to, to be on team, you know, for, for three years at this point. And so, you know, you can just see that there's just a different type of work ethic and um, mentality that goes into it. But I'm very excited to to move on to that next level and and to learn from those women. And then as far as favorite memory on Team USA, um, that's a really good question. I think I have... I haven't had the opportunity to travel with the adult team yet. And so I think for what I can say right now so far is that um, definitely the camp are my favorite memories because that's where everyone's together and we get to, you know, train together and we have our like sports psychology days and we get to really get to know one, one another, you know, in those Mm -hmm. days. And so I feel like those are, what's important to me is getting to know my teammates and so again that time that we spent together because not everybody gets to travel to those events mm-hmm. and so I would say definitely the training camp is probably um and even that even includes junior team I say honestly like those camp days are probably some of my favorite days in bowling so what kind of advice I mean you talked a little bit about your your uh, wanting to win a national championship when you were you were selecting the right college and um, what kind of advice then do you have for um, maybe other younger players who are, are looking for the same but don't necessarily kind of know how to go about that? I think that's a very introspective question. I feel like every student athlete kind of needs to look within themselves and ask, you know, what what's important to them because what's important to me may not be the same, like, you know, the same as somebody else. They may not hold the same type of priority list. And like I said earlier, my main goal was to, you know, where can I win a national championship? But, again, looking back on it, I might kind of change it up a little bit. Again, I don't regret where I went mm-hmm. at all. I would I would go to Nebraska, you know, over and over again. But I think it's important to consider um, kind of looking at it as that's someplace you're going to live for the next maybe four or five years. And so I think it's important to look at the city and the people in the environment that you're in because, you know, I'm fortunate enough to call Lincoln my second home. And so I would, and I, and I wish other people had that same experience is that where they go away to school, that ends up being their second home. And I also think that academics is really important. You know, sports are great and I'm fortunate enough to do it, you know, professionally at the next level, but that might not be everybody's goal. And so I think it's very important to, go to a school that not only has what you're interested in studying, but, you know, has the academic background to, to back it up. Because. And what was your I degree in Julia? Oh, sorry to, sorry to friends, interrupt you. No, you're good. It was forensic biology. Forensic biology. I got to tell you, I think you are the only person that's ever been on our podcast that has had that degree. Oh, I like. I feel that too. I feel. I, I mean, I get excited talking about it, but when I whenever yeah. I tell other people, they get really excited because I think people 
for, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, again, I'm one of those people is that I think true crime really interests people. And so when I say that I, you know, majored in forensics, people get really excited and they start talking about cases yeah. that they've heard on TV. And then I think just it resonates with a lot of people. So I think it's pretty cool. And I, it makes me really excited that other people think it's cool. And Julie, I guess Absolutely. I, I'd like to know, Julia, for all those high school bowlers out there listening, and I'm going to preface the question by saying when we usually ask what advice they, what like a, coll- a collegiate player or a coach has, they say make their spares and, and all of that sort of business. So something, a- advice I'd like from you is something that maybe the, the, uh, you, may not have, you may not think of. You, you kind of realize you need to make your spares if you want to get into and bowl in coll- you know, collegiate bowling and, and it'll help you succeed. But what's something that might be off the radar that, that high school players should remember or think of when they're, when they're choosing a college and then even once they get to that school? Um, I think when choosing a college, um, go somewhere that makes you happy. Not where maybe your coach, back, like your high school coach or like your parents, go somewhere that makes you happy because that's where you're mm-hmm. going to be and that's where you're going to live. And, um, you know, sometimes bowling doesn't always work out. You might have a bad day at practice or a bad tournament. And, you know, bowling's not always the end-all, be-all. So go somewhere that makes you happy. And then as far as advice is that once you do get to that college, you know, that makes you happy. I think you have to remember at the end of the day to, um, we call it, you know, be coachable. And so that Mm. means that, I guess the simplest I could say is that, um, goodness, it's so hard to define now. Is that to be coachable is that you're willing to, to, maybe to listen to different perspectives Maybe you're so used to shooting a fair, maybe one way, or you're so used to doing something one way, is that when you get to college, your coach might have a different perspective or a different way of doing something and to to be open to that, you know, as a player. And even as a coach, we don't have all the answers, but I think you have to be willing to, to listen to a teammate's perspective or your coach's perspective and be able to to open your mind and to open your game to, to different things. And again, kind of check that ego sometimes, you know, you might've been the best back home, but when you get to college, you know, everyone says that, you know, that's where the best of the best come together. And so, you know, it really benefits you to be coachable and to be able to, again, change your speed, you know, on a dime, maybe even change your rotation a little bit, you know, instead of doing, just, you know, you don't want to be a one-trick pony either, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely great advice. And when you, you know, you're going away from home, you may be, like you'd mentioned, used to being the, you know, the big fish in the little sea, and then you get to a, a program like the University of Nebraska or, you know, some of these other universities that has a lot of talent. Yeah, you got to kind of sort of put that to the side. I can, I can totally see that. So, well, Julia, thanks so much for joining us today. It's great. We appreciate it. And uh, I tell you, we are really I'm hoping you'll be able to get back and compete sometime uh, sooner than later, and we will be rooting for you. All right. Thank you so much. I hope to get back, uh, get back out there soon. You guys stay safe.